Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. An Insecure podcast on post-show recaps. Chill, y'all. We got y'all. Insecure Season 5, Episode 9, out, okay? It's over, but we're just getting started here on post-show recaps. Uh, it's me, Chappelle. I'm back in the driver's seat again in uh, Latanya's absence, and I'm very excited to talk about this episode. We are creeping up on the finale, and we got a lot to discuss. Here with me, as always, my uh, like the, the, the rock of the podcast, really, <laughs> Mari Forth. Mari, how are you? Hi, Chappelle. I'm here. I cannot believe we just watched like the penultimate, penultimate, like insecure, not just for this season, but for the whole series. Like I am, I don't know, man, I'm not all right. The kids aren't all right, man. I can't the do kids, this. The kids ain't all right. <laughs> I, I think I'm getting a little nervous. I know we only got one more episode, but I'm starting to get those tingles. You know, the end of the series is coming. You know, I watch mm-hmm. a lot of TV, but this is not a, an unfamiliar feeling. I just, yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready, Mari. What about you? It's going to be so sad. Like, I'm going to be so sad, like, at the end of the, the next week. And then they also have the documentary out, too, about them documenting them doing the last season. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be in puddles of tears. That's fine. It's okay. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, trust me. I see that for us. And it's going to be okay. And you know what? <laughs> just to make sure that we don't get too sad here looking at the end of this season and this series that we love so much, we brought in a special guest. Uh, we've been trying to get this person on the podcast for a couple weeks now. And I am so excited. We got the great Aman Adwin to join us this week. Aman, how are you? Yay! 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 <laughs> I am great. I'm great. Um, yeah, I know, but I I feel you guys though. It's it's gonna be a little weird. Um, not having insecure on in Sundays and whenever yeah. this show comes on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been such a it's been such a really interesting journey and i'm excited that i was i feel like I'm, I'm excited that i got to be on this particular episode because so much happened and i feel like i just don't understand how this can be the penultimate episode like i, I just i feel like there's just so much like his next episode going to be an hour long because i feel like there's so much <laughs> that needs to get wrapped up and i just i don't know man but i'm excited to be here so thank you for having me Oh, yes. No problem at all. And yeah, we, we're going to get into all of that. Before we do, Aman, you have to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your insecure journey. Have you been a day one list, uh, like watcher of the show? Did you catch on late? Tell us about why this show means so much to you. So I think it was sort of like Twitter that got me into the show. Uh, I'd never really known about Issa Rae. Um, even like in her YouTube days. But I think that when the show... Um, 
was getting advertised in the beginning, so many people were like, oh my God, Issa Rae's getting a show, Issa Rae's getting a show, Issa Rae's getting a show. And then I read up all about her and how she, um, you know, was on YouTube and then had a bunch of odd jobs and then finally got some writing gigs and then ended mm-hmm. up landing Insecure. And I also listened to a podcast the two of you may, may be familiar with. It's called The Read of with uh, Kid Fury and Crystal. And I think they were also talking about it as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I just, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll bite. And I watched the first episode and then she had me at Broken Pussy. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> Man, bro- Broken Pussy gets everybody. I will say this. I, I normally, when I tell people to watch Insecure, I'm like, just watch the first episode. You cannot tell me you don't laugh during the first episode. Like if you do, something's mm-hmm. wrong with you. It's nothing wrong with the show. Uh, because if you can make it through Broken Pussy and that moment where Molly sends that text message and Issa's just staring at her. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. when Issa sta- sends that text message and Molly's just staring at her, I scream every time it happens. Um, so yeah, that is a perfect <laughs> example of like why this show just grabs you. Uh, Mari, is that relatable to you? Yeah, she said, I know you didn't just send that text. <laughs> it feels so long, long. Since now. I cannot believe it's been five whole years. Like it really like even the, the, to- the tone has it been that long? Longer than I think that? So because they they skipped uh they skipped a year in between four three and four, oh, I yeah, wanna say. Right. It was around mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones thing. Wait, so um, when did this premiere we did this premiere in twenty twenty sixteen or twenty sixteen? Jeez. Yeah. It was 20, definitely one of maybe <laughs> it could have been twenty fifteen. Could it have been? Because I was already, it, been, it premiered after I already graduated from school, so that was 2016. Yeah, I think okay. it, I think or was it that was a year late. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know. Yeah, I the premiere date, year, right? The Didn't first episode, the first episode date was October 9th, 2016. So yeah, okay, five. So it has been years. five years. Yeah, long um, time. Maybe it's, it's just because they kept moving long. it time yeah it's one of those things where it was supposed to start on this month but then they move it back and then they move it back again so it felt like it was a lot longer than it was supposed to be you know because it it would follow thrones so if thrones Mm -hmm. came in the spring it would come in the spring and then it would move back to the the fall it was like it was yeah it was loosey goosey yeah 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 Mm -hmm. basically the only season that the only year that wasn't a season was 2019 they did all i just remember everybody always like dragging Issa about it and Issa's like guys it's not me like it's the network <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any say so here like I know my name was on the show but <laughs> it's not me so yeah we just love the show it's not our fault Issa like dang give, give us a break <laughs> give us what we need and like, I don't know what we're gonna do now that the show is ending I, I literally could end my HBO uh, Max account because I was keeping <laughs> it for Game of dang. Thrones and Insecure and now I'm like oh well well, no, I, I, you gotta, I keep it for the Harry Potter and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and other things as well. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this season, though? Because I'm sort of like in the middle with it. I feel like so. I feel like there's like a for this to be the final season. I want mm-hmm. every episode to hit, and not, yeah, none mm-hmm. of the episodes are bad. But I do feel like it's like a bit. There's a bit of filler there, and I'm like, why are you filling mm-hmm. me when you should be? wrapping up storylines um and really trying to bring things to a close like once again this was a penultimate episode and we are at at such everything's in flux i'm like what is going on so i feel like this season to me sort of was a bit wayward and we're finally starting to hammer things down and i kind of wish it wasn't like that 
Yeah. Yeah, we are fam- we have famously been on this podcast talking about how there's been at least two filler Game of Thrones type episodes and it's just like I agree. I think if none of us had known this was like the final season, we'd be like, oh, "Okay, great. This is awesome." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the moment we knew that it was a final season from the beginning of this year, we just we you know, in our heads, we all hyped it up. We were so excited and it just it's just not going the way any of us anticipated. Yeah. Like at all. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but I'm just like everything I thought I knew coming into the season, especially after binging everything, like it's just not not happening like I I, I thought, and so I'm kind of fighting it. You know, I'm really mm-hmm. like, wow, I don't like this, and I I completely agree with you, Amon. It's like I didn't, I don't want a love triangle going into the final season. Like, I mean, the final episode. Like we've said it, but I wanted to see the, I wanted to see the result of all of this growth. You know what I'm saying? It feels right. like we're still getting growth, 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 and like we might not get to enjoy it. So, yeah, it. I, I completely agree. It, it just it just sucks because we want more time and we want more of these characters and we're just not getting it the way we we want. What do you think, Chappelle? Yeah, I mean, we've been torn on this throughout the season because I am yeah. one of the people who are like, I like it. I'm fine with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't feel like um, the filler episodes bother me that much because in from my perspective, there's there's some things that you need to tie up, but there's not that much to me. Right. So like for me, the, the biggest conflicts were like, what's going to happen with Molly and Issa? What's going to happen with the, the love triangle? But like if you get rid of the love triangle earlier in the season and you say, OK, now Issa has chosen What's the drama here? You know, like, where, what is the real issue? Like, what have we been building for for five seasons? And I think it's always mm-hmm. been, is it is it Lawrence or is it not? Like, are Lawrence and Issa mm-hmm. going to be together or no? And I think we've been asking that question since episode one. And I think if we don't wait until the last episode to explore it, then the story kind of ends earlier than it should in a way. And so that's why it doesn't bother me as much. I definitely understand where y'all mm-hmm. are coming from because, like, yeah, like there's so much that we've covered in five seasons to where it's like, yeah, like, like why not go touch on some of those other storylines? But just for me in the way that like paying attention to what's important to the story that we're telling, the Issa story, then yeah, I'm okay with Issa really like, well, with Issa Rae, you know, taking her time to kind of flesh out what this is going to mean, what this growth looks like for Issa and what the, the final decision is going to look like in the last episode. Um, I don't know if I could sit through two or three episodes of Issa and Lawrence just being happy. Um, that's, uh, that's cool. What? what where's the, where the drama? Did we come here to watch them be happy or did I, we come here for broken yes, pussy? You know, yes, like <laughs> I wanted them to be happy. We have never seen them happy except for the one episode and that one episode is one of the highest rated episodes of Insecure. So yes, I yeah. want to see them happy. You had your moment? Dang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's get back to the drama and you know so i think that's where i land but aman like this is your first time on the podcast let us know what overall do you feel like this has been the weakest season or is it just not giving you what you thought it was supposed to have gave i have never done a rewatch of any insecure episodes so like literally the first time i saw it that was it so i've seen the Mm -hmm. premiere five years ago so um it's kind of hard i feel like i would have to rewatch all of the seasons i do remember feeling like it was either season three or season four where i felt like sort of similarly to how i feel now about season five Mm -hmm. so maybe that's just like the vibe of the show i will i think it might have been three Mm -hmm. i will say that i think i think one thing that is sort of enjoyable is that this show very much is a show about just black people living as opposed to stereotypes and like you know 
having them fall into similar like familiar tropes of black people on television it's sort of like just it's just vibes which i guess is sort of nice i do enjoy slice of life type storytelling it's it's really cool um but yeah i think it does have the tendency sometimes to sort of get very muted and flattened um mm-hmm. but the characters are always still so compelling so i think that's the one thing that will save the show in its legacy is that you're just gonna you just still want to you still want to hang out with all of these characters so yeah i don't think yeah. that this is the weakest season um i probably have to go with other three or four whichever one that whichever one of those but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's still it's not packing the punch that i wanted to do though but maybe that maybe maybe she'll make up for it in the last episode we'll see yeah i would i would definitely say that um having binged it all four seasons in like a week or a week and a half <laughs> it really did hold up for me like i i liked it and i think um mostly because i watched it originally one of my best friends just binged all f- uh five seasons in like two days mm-hmm. and she wasn't she didn't watch it originally so it doesn't have as much as an impact on her as it it did for me in my rewatch because i remember watching rewatching the episodes and being like dang i remember the exact conversations i was having with people when this episode dropped i remember watching where i was when i watched this episode because half mm-hmm. the episodes i've watched i like watch parties with friends so it it does hold a little bit more nostalgia nostalgia when you rewatch it when you were like a watcher from the beginning so i enjoyed it and that and again i said it i think i said it last week i'm kind of waiting for the end so that then i can go back and and again rewatch the whole season five again yeah. to see like I oh i want to do okay. that after this after it's like after the one next week i think i'm gonna spend like christmas break just binging the entire series again it's yeah. so good it really it really is Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is our opportunity to see if they're going to stick the landing. We're one stick episode away, but we still have to talk about the episode that we're on right now. And so mm-hmm. we're going to throw it to an ad break. But when we come back, we'll jump right in and discuss the ins and outs of this episode out. OK, so we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and we're back. And I must say that I was shocked to see that the episode was starting off with Nathan and Issa looking for a place to live. I mean, <laughs> last a podcast, we said, like, that, this is quick. <laughs> you know, they're going to talk it through. Maybe cooler heads are going to prevail. And they won't decide to do this so quickly. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like we're doing this. They're 
at the very least apartment hunting or house hunting uh and they like what they see um it's a train station away from the nothing but water it's also a walk away from Crenshaw's place in case Issa wants to take that route so what we're seeing is that Issa still hasn't made her decision when it comes to that but it looks right. like she's made her decision on cohabitating with Nathan so uh-huh. Mari I have to ask what did you <laughs> think about this scene <laughs> So I guess as of right now, we are stuck with Nathan. So <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> try as I might, <laughs> I can I get this dude out of out the paint. So um <laughs> not out the paint. <laughs> yeah. Houston Negroes is different. We don't we don't leave her easily. <laughs> we don't leave her. <laughs> Clearly. Um this was a this was a, a funny scene. It was good. And it kind of like also kind of harkened back to last week with all of the, the dream sequences and stuff like that. Um they were walking there. Have, through their house, they're they're thinking of what they could do with it. When they had two bedrooms, I was like, mm, okay, you know, that's the <laughs> that's the extra room, but that can also be the nursery, you know. Mm. And you okay. can just see the possibilities on their on their both on both of their faces, and and then you can see the commitment too. So I think Chappelle pointed out last week, like at the, like Issa's Issa's clearly committed to Nathan, so we need to all like, get on <laughs> So, okay. So you I gotta gonna, like this for her. Go ahead, Amon. I, I was gonna ask this question. I was like, what are what are we over here? Are we team Nathan or are we team uh, Lawrence? And it seems like <laughs> y'all don't really bang with Nathan well, like that. I'm well, still team it. Be By Yourself. Yeah, the thing is, we've talked about this a few times, and Mari and I have landed on like we want Issa to to grow alone and figure out what it's like to not be attached to somebody because you know she's still got some growing up to do when it comes in the relationship um, category. But I think it's like alone, then Lawrence, then Nathan is the hierarchy right. for mm-hmm. Mari. But last yeah. week I said <laughs> it doesn't look like Nathan's going anywhere, and so all the people, the Lawrence truthers, are going to be upset if they just don't get on board with. Sometimes you move on. And people grow without each other. So, Amon, we have to ask you now: Who are you rooting for in this? Uh, in this, uh, what? I, at this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get together, polyamory, bitch. Let it. Yeah. Let it <laughs> um. No, I, I, um, Team Nathan here. I, I, I think what's going to end up happening next week is it is going to be exactly what you just said in that she just decides to just be alone and then she like <laughs> probably going to get like a time jump and lots of time jumps I she's think. like super happy with where she is in life and mm-hmm. maybe then there's a possibility for her to find love later on but no I think I think that her and Nathan are good together obviously she's having some second thoughts because she really is very much in love with with Lawrence but I think you're in love with Lawrence because he's your first love and you never really get over that like no matter mm. how like it's just it's in your soul but does that mean that you want to be you, you have to be stepmom? Like I don't think that she's ready to be stepmom and <laughs> it's not fair for Lawrence to have to like expect that of her because even if he's like you don't have to bitch yes she does like it's your mm-hmm. child like and you'll be dating him like or getting married at that point because you're over here professing your love in front of his ex like or in front of your her, her, her current boyfriend so it's like <laughs> like Lawrence to me is just like Look, I was super. I was super team Lawrence towards the beginning of this. I really was, and I think that mm-hmm. in some universe, there could have been something for them in the future. But now that he is ha- is a father now, I feel like he needs to be focused on that, and he should just leave Issa alone because you mm-hmm. did it. I'm sorry that you did it, but you did it, and now you're a dad. And it doesn't mean you have to be with Condola, but it doesn't mean that you need to be with Issa either. And I think that Nathan has really done a lot of growth. He was trash for what he did back in season three when he like ghosted her. That was mm-hmm. trash. But I think that he's this season 
for him at least it's been very strong because we're getting to see him learn to manage his emotions manage his illness um and be honest be open with isa and isa feels good with him so why not yeah yeah, Mari, <laughs> yeah. why can't we support isa's happiness why don't you want isa to be happy mari because again, I still don't think they showed it to us. Like, I think we've seen her, her happiness with Nathan, but we've never seen like their conflict resolution has never been great to me. And we still have not seen that. Like it, it, it still feels like they just kind of run from situations and they come back and they're like, you know what? Forget the situation we were talking about. We're in love and let's keep it moving. And that just kind of seemed exactly like what we were introduced to when we got Issa and Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of running from confrontation. Uh, but I do think I agree. I think they're, they're way more open now. You know, we haven't seen any more fights. Nathan, I guess is good at the barber shop. So I just feel like it's going out sad. Like if, if we're at this point where Lawrence is, just professing his love to Issa and Issa rejects him and then goes off with Nathan. Is that a satisfying ending to the series? I I don't think so because then I'm going to have to be team Lawrence Hive and be like, why is Lawrence doing this to himself? He deserves better. And now yes. I sound like I'm Chappelle and I hate yes. this for me. So it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's like this next episode is going to be just paramount. Like, how do you end this? Like, how do you wrap this up in a very satisfying uh, be alone that she is she's mm-hmm. gonna decide to drop it and then just pursue other things that's what's gonna happen and i don't know if that's satisfying for me i think that you <clears throat> i think you need to choose i think you just need to choose who to be with and i stand by what i said i feel like mm-hmm. lawrence is he's messy he didn't have the capacity to be messy in the first season because he wasn't doing shit with his life yeah. but, now, <laughs> but now that he has things to do he always he's messy and it's okay yeah. It's okay to be messy. People be messy over there. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I I do. Yeah. I think both of y'all have won me over, though. I don't know if the Nathan ending would be satisfying, but I also don't know if Issa alone would be satisfying. Like, we've gone through this so much to where in the last episode, she just decides to drop a guy that she seems very happy with that she's about to pick. Yeah, because then what happens with Nathan if if she chooses? Like, what, what, what does his storyline look like and then that's right. gonna open up so many more questions about like okay so what is Issa gonna do with East, like with Lawrence's child like how mm-hmm. is she gonna feel about that I feel like you just open up a can of worms which means that she's gonna be alone oh my gosh she's gonna be alone <laughs> it's, so it's okay it's okay the, the funny thing is I, the, le- I, the thing I'm least worried about is the whole stepmother thing only because like that we'll talk about it but her conversation with Condola is mad awkward but I don't think that that, that I don't think that's a hindrance if the um if Condola and Lawrence have a understanding, like I think you get most of the baby mama drama, quote unquote, when there are sides that don't have their stuff together and Lawrence and Condola, I think that's why I, I, I'm team Lawrence and I, and I, and I like what I've been seeing there because we've been seeing like conflict resolution between him and Condola so much. So, and then them communicating with Eli, them finally being on the same page, but also knowing that they don't need to be with each other. Like if you have that type of relationship, relationship with the person who you've you know created a baby with i don't think it would be a hindrance to the rest of your um relationships you know i i i think that's always a better situation and it was not a situation that was going to happen at the beginning you know if isa stayed so i i i love that that um decision from her to not insert herself because i think that needed needed to happen so I'm not worried about the stepmom thing. I'm just kind of like, 
worried about how all of this really does wrap up because I the the laziest thing I guess they could do is Nathan doing something like some type of ultimate betrayal that sends mm-hmm. Issa running back to Lawrence. And I don't, you know, I don't know if that'll be satisfying. <laughs> what does a satisfying ending look like? I don't people? know. That's, I why, don't that's know. why, that's because that's why I have a gripe with this season because exactly. When, yeah. why, how are we, at, why we shouldn't be feeling like it's at the penultimate episode. Exactly. I, mean, I guess yeah. maybe we I should. Said last week. I said but that like, last week. <laughs> maybe we, maybe we should. We haven't, we look, we got one more episode. We will see. Let's trust Issa Rae and her mind, her genius is mine to take us home uh, in the last episode uh, but we do have a lot more to cover and I'm sure we will talk about this uh, love triangle much more throughout this episode um, but yeah so as they're looking at the house you know they talk about the bathroom situation and Nathan's like look I, I, I don't know who else you didn't live with what other men you live with but we ain't all like that and I'm in the back of my head I'm thinking she's thinking about Lawrence because she lived with him and she kind of mm-hmm. lived with Daniel too for a while so um, you know that's that's always going to be awkward, you know, and I, I don't know if Nathan even picked up on that awkwardness. Um, yeah. But she jokes it off, you know, talking about her brother Amal and his chaotic bathroom habits. <laughs> and ultimately, they decide, like, yeah, let's look at the contract for this house. We might want to take it. But the realtor lets them know that, yeah, he already rented it out five minutes ago and he just didn't tell him because he didn't want to hurt their feelings. And they go off now this was hilarious to me why would would he do that like (laughs) why wouldn't he just say hey i have an offer right now like what are you gonna do do you want to take it like who like that was the randomest thing i've ever like yeah we rented it while you're standing in here oh yeah it would have had a murder in there right now like (laughs) ain't nobody living in this house now this is a crime scene now (laughs) he was like they ain't about nothing they're not finna let me get my paper because they in here playing and that's what that Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. but it also but he was also like Y'all look so cute. I didn't want to ruin them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he's trying to sugarcoat that. Oh my Um, gosh. Okay, so boom. Next thing you know, we're at the office. We're at Molly's job, and we see Torian had recently had a a meeting with Malcolm, one of the partners, very early in the morning, and he's standing in all word, kind of awkwardly trying to get the words out, but he can't really figure out what he wants to say. Uh, they ask why he's being so coy. And if he joke, you know, jokingly, they asked if he was offered a partnership and turns out he was Torian was offered a, a big time promotion here at the law firm. And Molly cannot contain herself with her happiness. Mm-hmm. She just throws her arms around him to congratulate him realizes it and says, y'all better come hug this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all do a group hug here. Um, there is definitely some tension here to where you can feel that the two of them have gotten very, very close. Um, and so do the coworkers. The coworkers even ask <laughs> quietly, uh, they definitely fucking right. Like, you know, like, <laughs> what's, what's happening here? Uh, Amon, what do you think about Molly and Torian as a couple and, you know, a workplace couple now that uh, it seems like they have made it to that point? You know, ultimately, I just want Molly to learn from her mistakes and learn how to be in a relationship and not be so judgmental and also like not be so critical of people and herself. So, like, narratively speaking, I'm fine with her, <laughs> with her being, I- I'm glad that she's learning. I'm glad that this is, like, this seems to be, like, the closing of her gap. I get it. Yes. Tori. I agree, but I think uh, Bud is coming here for Amon. I don't think he is a team Tori here. <laughs> Why Torian? Like uh, yeah. why Amon, why not Torian? What is the what's the what is the what is the problem with Torian? He's 
he's what is he giving? He just don't do it for you. He just don't. He's, do just, it for not, you. he's just not saucy enough for me. He's a, this episode did make me like him. The edit that he got this episode, not was, the yeah. edit. That's his yeah. personality. <laughs> the edit. Come on. The edit. They Come on, like they good, made him look alright this time. They gave him a good edit this season or this they episode. Did. But yeah, I don't. I mean, it feels. Oh, I feel like I'm dragging Issa a lot here. I don't know who wrote this episode, but it just feels a little too perfect. It just feels a little too like, oh, let's just have her end up with Torian. Really? Why? Like, I, mean, I guess she can't really go back to her exes. So I guess this uh, makes it makes sense. Uh-huh. They've been working together for quite some time. They know each other pretty well. He's always sort of like been this, you know, circling character on Molly's side of things. So I I understand it. I'm just not uh-huh. jazzed by it. But if she's happy, then I'm happy. So it is what it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mari. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm for it. I'm all for it because like I, I didn't see it. I think Latanya did a great job last week talking about how why she saw um it between um Tori and Molly. But I think this episode itself told me all I needed to know as to why I think they make the the perfect couple because Molly is just she if if her values have always been to find somebody she wanted to settle down she wanted like a family like her parents I'm sorry it's not going to be that the tall 6'10 light-skinned dude who had an open marriage is going to be (laughs) the solid you know partner um, who understands her job understands what she's going through can help her you know, build her up, be that, you know, support person that she clearly obviously needs. So, I mean, it might be boring, but I like Toyin. I, I I really like him here because we've only got the like really stiff, you know, really uptight Torian. So I thought it was hilarious when they, they took the edible and all yeah, that. And the rest of the episode was just one, perfect. Yo. Yeah. So I, I like it. I'm so happy. And this is what I was saying. Like Molly has literally shown the most growth in in the whole entire series. And I love this for her. I love all of this for her because she came a long way, (laughs) y'all. She came a long way. She She deserves. That's true. true. And and you know what? We do see a lot of Torian in the workplace. And so, yeah, he doesn't give like the like the chemistry and passion that you would want for Molly and we've seen in her past relationships right where she's with people that she can barely keep her hands off of Um, but it's been a workplace you know when we've seen them outside the workplace they've loosened up you know uh, on that work retreat uh, he loosened up a little bit and Mm -hmm. you know and even we've seen like when in the last episode that he was there for her when she was having her moment. He sent her wings and wine. And then Mm. in this episode, he loosened up at the party. So I think we just haven't gotten a lot of Torian at the dating scene. You know, we've seen a lot Mm -hmm. of Torian in the office, very buttoned up, but yeah, he can loosen up too. So I'm still waiting for some cons in the Torian column because I I like this for uh, Molly as well, but I, we, we have been getting mixed reviews from Torian Amon. You're not the first one who said that they don't, he don't really do it for him. It yeah. just, you know, it just felt a little too uh, perfect. I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. It just felt yeah. like they were like, oh, let's just do that then. And it but even yeah. feels that way with, with Molly. It sort of feels like, oh, I never really thought about it before. Like, like let's just give it a shot. And I'm like, well, this is who you're going to be ending up with. This is like the end of Molly's arc. Like, I really want to feel jazzed by who you're with, but I don't. But, but it's fine. Like, I think it's more, I should be more concerned with Molly's growth molly as a character Mm -hmm. not so much who she's with because i think maybe maybe ultimately that's really not 
what it ever really was about. We never, it wasn't really about like who she was with. It was about you. But like, what are you doing, Molly? That's making exactly. all these relationships fail. So, you know, it was like the yeah. minute she threw her standards and and all that out the window, she found the guy that met them. It was just like, oh mm-hmm. crap, like you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I I like it. It's a good point. And Aman, to your point, I did say last week that I would like to see Molly and Torian kind of deal with a road bump, a road bump, I'm sorry, to where we can see if they push through and, you know, can overcome it with some turmoil. Because we've always seen that when t- times get tough, Molly kind of, you know, she retreats or, you know, she or she pushes these men away or they 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 kind of retreat from her sometimes because uh-huh. she overthinks oh, yeah. things. But we haven't really seen that yet. And I think that's probably probably why we don't feel like this is um cohesive you know like we're used to molly and her drama and it's like in this one there's absolutely no drama at all it does seem mm-hmm. a little too cute so mm-hmm. uh we'll see yeah. if they're well, able to inject some of that later on prentice penny said on the wind down that that was the kind of the point like they wanted to show that torian is he's he's not he doesn't, he's not afraid of other things that other guys might have run from her from. He's not, you know, it doesn't bother her, him that her again, tall ex is there. I'm going to keep pointing out how tall that dude is because I, f- I keep forgetting how he's tall huge. he is until he turns, yeah. he turns up. Um, and, and, and he said he wanted, he wanted to show the difference between Torian and all the guys that she's, she's, uh, previously dated. So, I think again, be, just like Amon said, it's not about him being really perfect. It's about Molly realizing that he is the guy for her through her yeah. growth. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Fair enough. And speaking of exes, we have our favorite ex. Lawrence is here, and he's talking <laughs> with Derek about home Chad. buying. Yeah, I'm sorry, with Chad. Yeah, mm-hmm. about home buying, and he says he's not really ready to settle on something that's not going to be for him long term. Uh, Chad is, of course, talking about this cold ass briefcase that he got <laughs> for Tiffany and Derek for their um their going away gift as they get ready to move to Denver, and Chad. As he mentions the party, you know, he mentions it to Lawrence and Lawrence says he doesn't really think he's going to go because Issa's going to be there. Her dude's probably going to be there. And I love Chad in this moment because he has no clue who Issa is. He's like, Hmm. what? What are you talking about? And when Lawrence says, oh, girl, that's when Chad's like, oh, we still talking about her? Like, dang, it's been five seasons. Y'all still on that? Um, Yeah. And the conversation is interesting here because Chad tells Lawrence, I didn't even know that was an issue for you because you didn't even fight for it. I have to ask, do y'all think that Lawrence did not fight for Issa in the moment uh, last season when it's revealed that he's having the baby? Aman, what did you think about this conversation? Yeah, uh, I thought that... um, he was a bit direct with yeah. Lawrence. I thought that that could have been handled with a bit, a bit more care, but I think, I mean, it obviously it did what it was supposed to do and that it struck a chord with Lawrence. And it was like, well, I thought that I did fight, but maybe I didn't. And like, he was kind of realizing that like, maybe not, maybe he didn't fight hard enough, but I think, but I don't think that he should feel bad about that. I think mm-hmm. that he did exactly what he thought was the most respectful in that situation like the ball really was in Issa's court at that point like you yeah you're the one that is having a baby like this Mm -hmm. that's your mess and now Issa has to respond to it and Issa walking away and saying you know what I thought I thought a lot about it I couldn't do it 
And then you respecting that decision is exactly what you should have done. So I don't think that he gave up. I think that he was just doing what he should have done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, you know, it struck a chord because obviously he's... He said, oh, fight, fight. Yeah, we gonna go. Mari, yeah. what did you think? No, I, I completely agree with Amon. There's nothing more than what he could have done there. I mean, um, he said it at the end of season four, how he was in love with Isa. He wanted to be with her, but he was having a baby with Condola, but it, you know, it, it, nothing changed for him. He still wanted to be with her, but the ball was in her court. And I mean, that's, that is literally all it could have been. And then what was the time difference between, it was like two months she had to decide. And when she decided at the beginning of uh, this episode, uh, this season, episode one. So, I don't think there's more he could have done at that point. Um, okay, well, I'll be devil's Uh-oh, advocate. What you, okay. I'll be the bad guy here. So Chad does say, you know, when Chad did some things that got him on his uh, fiance or I guess now wife's bad side, Leah, mm, um, he true. had to jump through some hoops to get her back. He had to fight for her, you know, because he mm. really wanted her. And I think back to that episode true. where Issa is like, hey, Lawrence, I'm out. And that was it. It was just mm. a look at each other and she took off. Lawrence wasn't like, baby, please. He didn't start crying. There was no Jodeci playing in the background. Like, he wasn't knocking on the window. He wasn't, mm-hmm. like, sitting like, hey, like, can we talk about this? Can we work stuff out? He just kind of looked You're at right. saw the look at her face, and he let her go. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have, necessarily. Like, Amon's right. You have to respect people's wishes. But for you to let it walk away, like, almost without a response, it does make me question, how much did you fight for it or were you even willing to in the, in, uh, in the long run? And so I think when Chad puts it like that, I'm like, yeah, mm. the situation is definitely something that he probably couldn't change. But the moment of the breakup where this woman just had you drive up to LAX and pick her up from the airport <laughs> uh, and you drove her to her house, you didn't even ask for gas money at that point. Like I said, we would have had a conversation about something. So maybe <laughs> there was a little room to have a debate. Do you yeah. all disagree? Mari? No, no, you're right. When you say it like that, I mean, I think at the very least, the reason why we are in this position right this very second <laughs> is because they, again, never had the the closure conversation. Like, again, they <laughs> always putting this this closure conversation off between the two of them. Um, at the very least, if, yeah, if Lawrence could have pleaded his case and then Issa either would have stuck to her guns or relented either way. I think they would have been fully understanding where the both of them are at, but you're right. He, he didn't even let her say it. You're, you're, he didn't, Mm -hmm. she didn't, she just said, Lawrence, I been thinking and he's like, okay, yeah, Yeah. I understand. Like she, she didn't even full out come and say it. So they've never had a conversation about their breakup, which is why the both of them are still like daydreaming Mm -hmm. about each other. So I I do agree with that. That this we could have avoided a lot. (laughs) I just just don't know how productive that would have been because what is he going to say? Like, okay, um, so why don't you want to be with me? Well, because you're having a baby with somebody else. Okay, well then I just want to have the baby. No, you can't just not have the baby. (laughs) Like the baby's still going to be there. And then like, what are you expecting of her? at that point in time are you saying that you would like for that for her to be in that child's life how is she supposed to do that when y'all were mm-hmm. just on rocky ground i just feel like that conversation would have just made it even worse because it would have just turned into an argument mm-hmm. so i feel like and i feel like the two months the two months that she had to think about it that was the time 
that she mm. needed to think. And she, after that amount of time, and you're still like, I'm good. Like, I don't think there really is much that you can say because she's been marinating on it for so long. So I feel like, if anything, if he wants to get her back, this probably was the route to take. Wait an mm. entire season. Then on the penultimate episode, say you love her. <laughs> like, then yeah. you'll get the girl. That's how I, you win the girl. I mean, at the I, very least, wait she could have brought... Wait the last minute to turn in your assignment. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, she could have brought up her concerns, and then he could have said, okay, I hear your concerns, and I'm going to try and fix them. Like, it, it, I, I hate to even, like, say this, because it's so stupid, and I, if, it, if somebody would have said it to me, I would have been like, you're dumb. But it's just kind of like... Let me get my stuff together and then let me like give me a chance, like uh, almost like a will you wait for me? But it's like, no, you're not in prison, dog. Like, I like, why am I gonna wait for you? But I just do think I do kind of now agree with Chappelle and with Chad. At least just tell the girl how you felt, tell her, you know, everything, how you feel, get it all on the table, have that discussion, and then maybe you both come to the agreement that, yeah, let's walk away. Uh, you, you, you know, so I don't know. I just never think you can you can undo something with a conversation in a sense. Yeah. I'll throw this out here. Um, when Lawrence saw that co-parenting was tough and he wasn't going to be in his child's life that much, he left San Francisco and came back to L.A. Um, if Issa is the person you want to spend your life with, is that not a conversation you could have? Like, well, Lawrence, if you're in this all the way for the end of time. I know that this job is important to you, but what is more important? You know, like she doesn't have to give him an ultimatum, but it's definitely something that he could start to like to play with in his head is like, okay, well, if you don't fight for this, how willing, how far are you uh, willing to go? You know, he's like, he said, there is wiggle room there. You know, it's not that the baby is the reason why they're breaking up. It's the, you're moving away and you're co-parenting and it's a person that we both know. And there's a lot of drama in there, but Lawrence didn't even offer any like viable, you know, solutions at all. Like he did nothing. And so, like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with the decision to let it ride, but I think there's a conversation that probably should have been had and just never was a, uh, was broached. Um, so yeah, there's a lot there. At the um, very least, some closure. Just at the yeah, very, very least. At the very least. So, and you know, Chad is rarely wrong. And so we have well, to, if Chad says it, we probably well, have to look into it a little bit. I haven't, Chad don't well, really miss. No. He be, he be, he be, Maybe ratchet, but he don't really sure? miss. It's I, I mean, we'd have to review it's the tape. Sloppy. Yeah, it's sloppy. Mm. Yeah, if nothing else, but we'd have to review the tape to see Chad's uh like uh hit miss ratio. Um, but that being said, I don't we, know if I could do it, y'all. Uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I could be with somebody that I was super super in love with, and they're having a child with somebody else. I just don't. I know. know yeah, I know. I it's, it's hard. It's a tough one. It it's really is hard. One. But you know, are you willing but, to fight for it or and, not, right? And, and I would not be even considering this if she, the dude did not keep popping up in her dreams. If mm-hmm. when she was high, she decided to d- like dial him. If she didn't cry in a dude's mouth about him after mm-hmm. a year off. Like, it's just so much. It's like, and, and I think that's the most frustrating part too. And the reason why, again, I can't be too happy with her and Nathan is because obviously Issa has some unresolved feelings with, with uh, Lawrence. Like, it's obvious. It's been obvious all season. And that's the, that's the most like annoying part of it is because you know they both still have feelings. Now, what does that mean? As in, like, it seems like Lawrence still has feelings to the point where he's in love and he wants to be with her. Well, Issa might have, like, we were talking about those just lingering feelings because it's your first love. Either way, 
they're there and they have not squashed it. She has not squashed it. They have not talked about it. She's trying to, it feels like, cover it um, when it comes to her and Nathan. So I think that's just the biggest, the biggest road and the biggest roadblock here is that they just both have not um, talked enough to come to a conclusion. Right. But I agree. I, I thought I still agree with her decision. I wholeheartedly agree with her decision. Yeah, yeah, it's there. But, you know, Derek's, I'm sorry, uh, Chad's words have sparked something in, in Lawrence's mind. And we will see if that manifests itself or how it manifests itself once they get to Derek and Tiffany's going away party. But we will have to talk about that after this ad break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. And we're back now. We're at Tiffany's parents' house and it is immaculate and fancy like we knew it would be because we've gotten to know Tiffany really well over these last uh, few seasons. Um, They have pictures of Issa and her and uh, Tiffany and their friends all up. We see Issa with her braces. Apparently she had to do them twice because the first time they didn't take um, her mom's her mom said that was normal, but I don't think I've ever heard about that one before. Mm-hmm. Um, just another dig at Issa's teeth. We love to see that in this show. It's always there. Uh, but Derek and Tiffany are getting ready for Denver. Uh, Tiffany is there looking beautiful in her dress. And uh, so is Kelly, whose um, girls are sitting up right. She's very excited yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> the going offers, out titties. Yeah, yeah, the going out titties are there. And they sitting up right, ready for the party. Um, Derek offers... Uh, Derek offers Issa and Nathan a toaster with a, cum tr- a crumb tray and mm-hmm. you know at first Nathan turns it down but Issa reveals in this moment to her friends that the two of them are thinking of consolidating and so they might need these appliances and I was happy to see that her friends seemed like they were supportive of this. Mari what did you think about the reaction yeah. from the friend group? Yeah, Kelly, Tiffany, they all looked very, very excited. And that's that's what they should be doing. They should be excited for, for her. Um, yeah. 
I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, they look great. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Score yeah. another one for Team Nathan. Yeah, look, it's coming up. Uh, but I thought last week it did look like Kelly was like, you just started loving him yesterday. What is what is the big mm-hmm. rush? So I wonder how much time has passed since the last episode to this episode because it looks like that everyone's supportive. Nobody had any questions. Nobody told uh, like maybe she should think about this. Amon, do you think like this is just do you think this is too soon? I think I think yeah I do think that they're moving in together there was a little too soon you don't have to mm-hmm. you don't have to rush these types of things I know Issa's you know starting making a bit more money now and mm-hmm. she you know she's her job is all good and everything and she would like to stop managing apartments like I get it mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you need to rush into it and if you can afford it on your own just buy it on your own and then just have Nathan come in and out you know like mm-hmm. but you know uh, that's why I feel like at this point you should just be with him because I don't know I just I yeah, don't know at this I point. Don't know. But that's the thing. Like, why are they rushing? Like, what? Why? They why no more time left because they didn't waste the time on those filler episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow next episode they're getting married and having babies. So we we shall oh, see. God. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there, and of course we'll talk about more of that. Um, Tiffany seems like she's trying to convince herself in a way that she likes the idea of Denver. It just seems like she keeps throwing out random Denver facts like, oh, there's over 300 days of sunlight there. So, you know, I think I might love it, you know? Um, I'm like like confused about that. Like, mm -hmm. because she's obviously pissed about leaving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's one one of those things upset about her being upset. So it's like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Like, it's one of those things where your mom says, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So mm-hmm. she doesn't have anything nice to say. So instead of not saying anything, she just yells out random facts. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Is are going to end up staying in LA? I don't think so. Oh, I don't I think don't so. Know. I guess you can't oh. really throw a party like that lavish and then end up staying. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, if Tiffany don't Tiffany don't know how to throw a not lavish party. Like I still remember the, the baby shower, you know, <laughs> with oh, the Beyonce God. photo. <laughs> <laughs> But, right no yeah. i just think she's gonna escape as much as possible and we'll talk mm-hmm. about we'll talk about yeah she'll, that, but. she'll be back uh, she'll be back to visit uh make no mistake uh, mm-hmm. also we have molly and torian showing up to the party together looking all blissful uh mm-hmm. and this is the first time she gets to introduce him to her friend group as well so you know this feels serious this looks like this is the one y'all um while all of this is happening, Nathan dips off to take a call from uh, Arik, who has lost his keys and will be coming to get them later from the party. Um, Torian, however, has a gift that he is now hiding from everybody. He's like, oh, no, this this is just trash. Uh, it turns out he brought edibles to the party. And once he took a look around, he read the room and said, maybe this ain't the function for this. Um, Mari, knowing mm-hmm. what you know about this group, do you think yeah. Torian had anything to worry about? no but that was so <laughs> hilarious i was like wait what when it first happened i was like what is happening right now like why is torian acting so ridiculous and when he's like oh i got the edibles i was like yes torian turn up like <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, turn yes. yes and then yes and then molly was like well hell let's just take him <laughs> that was really funny and and yeah i was like i mean at least tell kelly like we said at least tell kelly 
nobody's gonna be upset about the edibles, but no, I know, know, this if Kelly would have been high at that party, that would have like <laughs> would have been I would have set it off. That would have <laughs> took it mm-hmm. up like three notches, but I thought that was funny. I like how he read the room <laughs> correctly. Yeah, yeah, I was I was I was I was confused at first too when like they showed him looking over at the children playing. I was like, what is going on with him right now? And then he was like, right. oh, okay, edibles. So I was like, All right. Yeah. No, and, and you know, this I think this might not, not have been a bad play to just go ahead and let them know what was up because we've seen this group turn up, okay? They mm-hmm. love them some edibles. We've seen Tiffany do edibles while she was pregnant. So <laughs> I think uh they were about the kids. One. Just <laughs> a little baby. bit of one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think this is the group that's like F them kids and to just go ahead and turn up. Um them I, edibles I have, big too. It looks like some chunky freaking gummies, yo. <laughs> right. I have I personally personally don't have any experience in the world of edibles but i know people who have the experience and they would turn up at the party it's very relatable for me to see those people doing that thing that i don't do um, i've had edibles so a I few would... times i will say i think it's a bit more pleasant than smoking just because mm-hmm. you're not inhaling smoke into your lungs and stuff <laughs> of nature. But I also think that it's just a bit like there is a, like, I used to think that like when, before I ever, ever engaged with the Mary Jane, I would hear people say, Oh, edibles, it just hits you different. I'm like, Oh no, it doesn't hit you different. It's all the same, oh, but no, no it, 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 it definitely, <laughs> it hits you different. It's definitely more of a body high than it is of a, uh, head high. So oh, interesting. Kick you like Jackie not. Chan. I've heard. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. No. No. The the one time I thought I took an edible, it must have been weak because it, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. I was like, "Is this a regular Rice Krispie? Like, what is happening?" Oh. So, oh no, it's fine. I need a hookup. I guess. We can change that. We might. We the podcast might know. It's legal where I'm at. So, I feel like it lasts lasts longer when you consume it as opposed to smoking it. Again, that's what I heard too. uh, You know, from from people who do edibles a lot, (laughs) every day. Um, So, um, it is. It is very funny. This is where we have Torian kind of showing his personality because you don't expect Mm -hmm. that from him as much. Um, But this is my kind of function. Like once you once the turn up starts, I'm I'm in heaven. So. I love seeing this uh, from both Torian and Molly. Um, so basically, on one end, you have Torian and Molly kind of turning up. You have Issa and Nathan as well. But then you also have Lawrence, Ja, and Condola showing up together. Uh, and this is where the awkwardness really starts for me. Mm-hmm. You have Lawrence sees Issa from a distance and he kind of fumbles a little bit. Condola notices and then she's like, oh, let me run off to the restroom. In the meantime, Issa is distracted by the sight of Lawrence and Condola seeing them like almost look like a happy family to the point where she burns her mouth on the mac and cheese balls. Um, (laughs) There's so much going on, so much staring at each other. It's so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Aman, what did you think about the scene? I love a good guess who's coming to dinner moment. I'm <laughs> favorite tropes in all of television and, and theater and movies or whatever so yeah i was i was all about the tension i was all about the awkwardy of it all like it was very <laughs> it was it was it was giving a lot um and lawrence clearly came there on a mission like he let he let uh chad talk him up mm-hmm. and he came so yeah yeah and i, I love i sort of love how intuitive nathan was about this whole thing because i think from the minute 
that he saw them like before even he began to engage with Lawrence he was like this is kind of weird I'm, I'm sensing something like uh, yeah there's a shift in the force <laughs> yeah Nathan does notice very quickly and I wonder if Nathan Nathan came to the party kind of carrying that like he knows Issa's gonna be here her ex is gonna be here like where do I fit in like I'm just meeting these people and they're a friend group so I know he already came with that on his shoulders but also mm-hmm. to look over and notice Lawrence over there. And this is his first real sighting of Lawrence in person. I don't think they've ever been in the same room together. So um, he mm-hmm. asked why Lawrence would come all the way back just for this party. Like he came from San Francisco to go to his ex's friends, like going away party. Like what does that really make sense to Nathan? Um, but he's just like, yeah, he actually moved here a few weeks ago. And Nathan just to check is like, uh, but to be close with his baby mama, right? And his baby, like his girl and his baby, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, this is not to be close to you, right? Like, just be very clear. And I don't know if Nathan even believes it. Mari, what do you think? Um, I I'm still trying to figure out. Issa still thinks that Condola and Nathan are together. Mm-hmm. So again, anybody looking from the outside in, just like Nathan, are gonna assume that his girl and his baby. So, um, I think he's more like, why is he here? But people like forget that Lawrence and Derek are really close, and not only that, but Condola's close to Tiffany. So they met at a. Tiffany function mm-hmm. specifically the baby shower so it's not uncommon that they're there plus we know about them being at Simone's number uh, first birthday so mm-hmm. like it's not it's not it's not weird for them to be there but it is awkward for them to be there and mm-hmm. you know that's why a lot of you know uh Lawrence almost didn't want to go so yeah and Nathan Santana's are up. Yeah, he's 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 on the lookout for that kind of thing. He's on high alert, and yeah. um, he's not the he's not the only one. We see Issa's brother Amal is upset because <laughs> there aren't any more of the usual gay suspects for there for him. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Tiffany is like Amal, I got you. Make no mistake. Look over there. There's Rolando. Now this escalates very quickly, and I want to know if y'all <laughs> noticed this. He he sees Rolando from across the room, and by the time we see them again, he's like, "Oh, this is my baby Rolando," and he thinks I should get a different haircut. I was like, "Wait a second, yo, baby." Um, somebody explain what just happened. Mark. There is a big stereotype in the gay community about how <laughs> fast people be just hooking up, and I hate that they capitalized on this right now. <laughs> what do you mean, your baby? Why was he all like booed up with him on the couch, like resting his arm <laughs> on his leg? And even Rolando was like into it, like, yeah, like we're together now. I was like, what is Wait, going on? <laughs> it's like the same thing that they're doing with like Torian and Molly, but like on a mega sped up scale. It's like, okay. <laughs> So we don't see Amal all season. We get very little character development for him. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, he's dating this. Like that, so this is his grand finale. This is what we're going to get. I mean, whatever. I guess it's fine. I'm just like. <laughs> I know. I know that had to be very awkward. But I was dying. Every time we saw them, it was like a different progression. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, looked, it was like, like two hours. They were like just hitting it off. I was like, I mean, okay. It, it couldn't be that long because they was doing the toast very quickly. And the first thing he says is, "Oh, oh, my baby brought me a drink. Thank you, baby." And I said, "Thank yeah. you, baby." What is yeah, this? That was the first thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to bleep. I was like, "Wait!" I had to rewind it. I was like, "Wait, did he 
they already know Rolando or did he just move very quickly? But um, apparently Amal sees what he wants and he goes out and gets it. And so um, that's what happened right hey, in front of us. More power to him. <laughs> yeah, more power to him. Um, the edibles are kicking in. Molly <laughs> thinks so. And in. Torian is str- uh, strangely attracted to the smell of the mac and cheese balls. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot going on right now. Uh, during the toast, Tiffany gives a shout out to Kelly, who she thinks would literally die for her. And Kelly, of course, responds, I'd kill for you, too. I'd kill Derek for you. And <laughs> that's the kind of friend that you need. Somebody who they might not do it, but they'll at least say the words. I like that. Um, <laughs> T- Tiffany also shades Denver again, calling out that it has uh, one of the most unique city park systems in the nation. She's really trying y'all to convince herself <laughs> that this is going to be OK. Um Derek gives a shout out to the Papa Posse um, who he will miss uh, hanging out with to neglect his kids. And um, (laughs) Tiffany also shouts out Issa who, well, there's no one else in her life like Issa. That's that's all she has to say about Issa D. Yeah. (laughs) But while she's doing her shout outs and her toast, in walks a blast from the past. Mari, you called it. It's Dro. Uh, Dro, seven foot tall, walks uh-huh. in with a girl who is not Candace, his wife. Right. Uh, what is your initial reaction to this moment? Again, I'm like, why is he here? Yeah, like, why is he here? <laughs> you, I know why because he is also friends because this is the smallest friend group in America. <laughs> but uh, he's also friends with uh, Tiffany and Derek. Blah 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 blah. Which I feel like that connection is kind of tenuous because. Wasn't he? Was Candace friends with them? I think I can't so. remember. Right, Candace was I friends forget. with them. What was the, What was yeah. show introduced season two, season three? Yeah, yeah. Because they were all at that dinner, right? That Tiffany was it. Tiffany's dinner yeah. or whatever. Every, yes, every function yeah. that he's been with, he's come with Candace. Yeah, and I, so I, and I thought Candace was the connection too, but I know he just walked up with some random girl, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, girl, what was bring it on? What he got? That's all. Right. I, that's all I was thinking. I was like, okay, here comes Molly's test. Yeah, and my initial my initial reaction was that oh he's still doing the open relationship thing because it's not yeah. Candace it's this random girl but mm-hmm. um I think later on we find out that that is not the case uh, in this moment Molly is shocked as well and she yells out oh shit um, <laughs> and I can't tell if that's how Molly would have genuinely reacted or if that was the edible talking Amon what'd you think probably a little bit of both. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I think uh yeah, like Mari said, this was um <clears throat> her test to see mm-hmm. how she would respond to him. And I think, you know, it's fair to say that she probably passed. Yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. also think that was she was gonna she meant to say it in her head. <laughs> like, yeah. She said the quiet shit. part out loud. <laughs> and she's she's like, did anybody hear that? Yes, girl. We all heard that. The entire <laughs> party heard it. Um, um yeah. Tiffany resumes her toast to uh, you know, reiterate that you know, it's not about moving to Denver, but she's going to miss the friends that she left behind. Even though Denver does have six pro sports teams and her baby will be getting the bag, she then says again that, you know, it's her friends that she's going to miss the most. And somebody points out that, yeah, she keeps saying that. She just keeps mm-hmm. on saying that. So now I'm starting to wonder, like, Amon, like, is she really going to go? Are, are they really going to go through with this? Because 
sounds like she's going kicking and screaming in a way. Yeah, like it's <laughs> she's mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little pouty on the way out. Um, so she ends up pulling the women to the side and saying, like, I just gotta talk to my girls. And the Papa Posse sits down and talks to Chad and Derek and just makes small talk about what Denver's gonna be like. Derek uh, well, Chad tells Derek he's going to be a fraction um, because there's so little <laughs> black people in Denver. Um, and Derek ends up revealing to everybody that the thing that he'll miss the most is the L.A. food because there's no way that they're going to have good sushi and good barbecue in Denver. Now, Nathan correctly points out that Texas barbecue is what that is. I don't understand why the L.A. people thought that they had a leg to stand on here. <laughs> they have no business speaking on barbecue, but they tried it. Um, but the conversation shifts in a way that I was not expecting. It went from talking about barbecue to talking about something else because Nathan says, well, once people have had Texas barbecue, they know it's good and they deal with it. They know what's up. And Lawrence replies, well, the barbecue must not be that good if it's not enough to keep you there. And I was like, hold on. What, what is happening? It got shady real, real fast. Mari, did you think it was going to escalate this quickly? Ooh, that was one of those things. I was ducking. I was ducking. I was like, shots fired. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, yeah, that went to a pissing contest real, real quick. And also, again, I'm not even from Texas, but. What are we talking about here? L.A. barbecue? That's not a thing. If it's, if it's not Stop Texas, it. Kansas City, North Carolina, like, what are right. we talking about when it comes to barbecue here? So that was just a miss. If I want a and, nice, like, vegan smoothie with like, <laughs> grass in it, then okay, I'll go over to L.A., but until then, keep it shut. Not yeah. barbecue. Come I had a, on. I had a baked potato the other day that was mostly rib. <laughs> like <laughs> there was a potato with a rib in it. I posted the picture on, on, on Twitter. We don't play about our barbecue here in Texas, um, and so I can tell like this is taking a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Torian is craving food, uh, but so they good. can't even really talk about it because they're still kind of throwing jabs at each other. Even when Amal tries to change the subject, because his baby Rolando says you need a different haircut, boo. Um, <laughs> They could, Nathan finally returns to serve and says, you know, I can't cut your hair all because uh, Issa and I will be looking for a place together tomorrow. And I'm just like, mm. oh, my God. There that's, it is. That's the shot. Like, that, he I hit mean, Lawrence right in the gut. <laughs> Lawrence was asking for it. He like, was. You, you yep. started that. And so he was like, all right, so when she want to play games, I'm with your girl. <laughs> now what? It, yeah. Play stupid so, games, win stupid prizes. That's exactly. exactly what happened. Um, in the other area, the women are all talking, and it looks like <laughs> Tiffany and Derek are leaving on Sunday. Um, so Issa's going to save her goodbye until then. Uh, but they are going to share a champagne toast. And we see a moment in Kelly's evolution where she is drinking champagne. Uh, remember, mm-hmm. Kelly is off the alcohol, but in her words, champagne ain't alcohol. So I guess it's not an issue here. Um, Tiffany announces that she's going to come back for Molly's birthday. And the group as a whole agree that they have to be there for each other's birthday because they may be some busy bitches, but they're going to make it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. At this moment, 
Uh, Molly says, imagine how much things are going to change. In two years, um, people are going to be having babies, getting a new job. Who's going to be getting taller or smaller or both? <laughs> and slowly, people start to realize that something is wrong with Molly, who is laughing hysterically, basically shouting at everyone in the room to the point where <laughs> Kelly has to slap her. Edible <laughs> is kicking her ass, okay? Amon, Yo, that the edible laugh, expert. That laugh you know, crazy. You're the edible expert here. What you think? <laughs> this is the edible? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, yeah. That was hitting her hard, man. That laugh was... <laughs> that was probably some of the funniest Molly content that we've seen in a while. <laughs> like, Yeah. That was a cackle, man. They're <laughs> over nothing. They like, yeah. Over nothing. Like, she was laughing at them, laughing at herself, <laughs> laughing at being high. Um... Yeah, and it all just came pouring out of her. Um, and of course, Kelly is upset because <laughs> next time you want to do drugs, you got to tell Kelly so y'all can do them together. Uh, this touching moment, as touching as it is, honestly, is interrupted by our favorite interruption, Condola. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes in to get baby Ja a bottle because babies do be needing bottles. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the moment where we see her and Issa finally have a conversation since all of this stuff has gone down. Mari, what did you think about all of this? Um, again, feels much needed. I also just want to say, like the the girls, um, their their conversation about, oh, I'll come back for the birthdays, and then let's do that. Let's say we're gonna do the birthdays. I was like, oh, they definitely set us up for a time jumping episode mm-hmm. before I even saw the previews for next week. So I was like, okay, so this is how they're gonna try and wrap it up. But yeah, yeah. Condola comes in. It's it was an awkward conversation. It was just awkward. I mean. Issa knows one thing and it's awkward and she did it right and she did it great and um, like Condola said later I guess like it, it was needed but she, she wanted to kind of clear the awkward air but it just was just it was a I don't know you know what I'm saying it was just it was kind of needed but then it was also just happening and then I was also like ugh <laughs> like all yeah. of the above <laughs> Yeah, Amon, do you think that the conversation would have been less awkward if they all had the same information? Because you remember, Issa's going mm-hmm. into this conversation thinking that Condola and Lawrence are together. Mm-hmm. And Condola does not know that Issa thinks that. And so I don't think they could get on the same page because they don't have all the pieces in front of them. What did you think, Amon? True. Yeah, um, whenever you're like playing with half the deck it's always just going to go awry but I think I mean because Condola ultimately goes back to Lawrence and I was like I think that that needed to happen it definitely needed to happen because they were friends at some point it's not like Issa mm-hmm. doesn't have some sort of relationship with Condola either so um, yeah it was awkward but you got to get through it there really is no way around it you just have to when you're in situations like that in life you just sort of have to push through and then it's always so much better because each time afterwards it's a little less awkward and a little less awkward and a little less awkward mm-hmm. because like what else is there to talk about now it's like yeah me and Lawrence banged to have a child with him now it is what it is what next next case like mm-hmm. yeah, so moving going yeah and the the funny thing being that their original friendship was also kind of the basis of both dating Lawrence as well was kind of mm-hmm. you know so they've got they got over that awkwardness once it's like can they do it again question mark you know right if needed exactly. 
Well, we we shall see. Um, outside, an even more awkward conversation is about to take place because Molly and Dro speak for the first time, from what we can tell, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, I tried to reach out and get in touch with you, you know, about her mom, but she interjects immediately that she heard about him getting the divorce from Candace, and I was honestly shocked by this. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that part of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, his mama be running her mouth, um, and that is relatable content. Um, he wanted to be the one to tell. Right. Yeah, he wanted to be the one to tell Molly about this because they used to be closer. We know that they've always been friends, um, and so despite their issues, he thought that that was a conversation that they could have. Um, and he even says, like, you know, stuff just happened between me and Candace. Like, it just didn't work out. Shit happens. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Ma- Mari, I know you love Jerome. But like, uh-huh. what did you think Molly was going to react to knowing that, you know, Dro was now single, that uh-huh. she's single-ish, you know, you know, she's just started a new th- a relationship. But did you think the Dro thing was going to trip her up a little bit? I think it was meant to, you know, I definitely think it was meant to. I think we kind of saw it coming, but um, I <laughs> think the edible really helped just be like, okay, <laughs> cool, divorce. Sure, whatever. Um, but I mean, he's he, him saying he wanted to be the one to tell her. I don't know. I don't. I don't like Dro. I don't trust him. I don't care if him and Candace are divorced. Well, I kind of am. I I do kind of want to be nosy and know why. I'm gonna assume <laughs> she left him because she was the one who wanted to open the relationship to begin with and all that good stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, um, I'm just glad Molly was like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and then and then told him like, you you know, oh, it, she did say, oh, that girl you came in with, she looks cool, and then he was like, yeah, and the dude you came in with, which is also another thing. It's like, I don't know, it's his life. It doesn't matter. He can bring some random to the the party if he wants to. I'm just, I've never been a fan of bringing random people to people's like intimate friend parties, but whatever. That's mm-hmm. just me. Uh, but I thought it was funny. I love when Torian was just standing there and then yeah. Molly <laughs> blabbing the whole like recap. Thank you for recapping the story arc for us, Molly, just in case people <laughs> missed it to Torian. Mm-hmm. And he was like, cool. I was like, I, I I don't know if the edibles just made both of them just like, okay. It, it just, it worked. Whatever happened there, mm-hmm. it worked. Dro got dismissed very quickly and it was back to the Molly Torian show and and this is what i i liked i i was i was happy with it yeah I, i'd yeah, say I that think... the edible probably loosened her up a bit what about you Aman? yeah definitely i think that this was this was a test right like this was are we gonna see her how does she how does she respond to skeletons in her closet with the new person because i feel like there's so much of her life that she attempts to like curate and manage and look and look presentable to other people to potential mm-hmm. partners and things of that nature and with the help of the edible she was able to just be like look we, hey this one of my exes we were fooling around a bit we didn't work out we haven't seen each other in a bit he's divorced yada 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 and yeah. dro is not used to this loose molly so <laughs> like what is going on um but and the fact that Torian responded that way is like okay well then yeah maybe they are good together because she was able to just tell him that he was like okay and y'all good mm-hmm. yeah. y'all want some mac and cheese balls like <laughs> so, keep the yeah. party going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, apparently, Torian has a past, too. He used to push Adderall to his senior class. <laughs> and I'm not saying I wish I had that connect in college, but I think life would have been a lot easier. Yeah, that, yeah. I, um, I know the people who did, and I was, like, super jealous of them. I'm like, what are you... Like, y'all don't... Anyway, it's, it's cheating. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> it ain't fair. Some of us be struggling all the time. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Torian's not bothered by Molly's past in the least. And this is a good moment because we know that Molly's the one to overthink this. And I don't know if, if they hadn't been high. I don't know if she would have been so open about that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But now we'll never know. We just know that it worked out. Um, mm-hmm. Issa finds Nathan near the desserts and before she goes ham on the chocolate fountain and the macaroons, the macaroons. it's clear that something is, you know, the macarons uh, <laughs> it's clear that something is bothering Nathan who uh, dips like pr- pretty awkwardly to go give Arik his keys it se- seems like the uh, Lawrence conversation is uh, still in his heart um, Lawrence and Condola are talking about the Issa interaction and she basically just says hey it's, it was awkward but it had to happen and uh, after a few moments she decides you know what I'm done here yes, hang out with your friends me and Ja we're leaving um, I'm just gonna go away from the awkward energy. So it's a lot of like people kind of moving out of the way for this story to take place. Mm -hmm. Um, Arik has pulled up outside. He's like, hey, um, thank you for the keys. Nathan says, yeah, Molly's in there with her dude. And, you know, Arik knows the game, but this is more about Nathan and his issue right the the fact that Issa's ex is in there and he's on some slick type shit like Lawrence is out here dirty macking it's clear mm-hmm. um he talking about barbecue and shit like what all that mean like we don't <laughs> really know but we do know he's trying to play him like we can feel it Nathan mm-hmm. feels it and Arik, the rider or die that he is, is like, we can run on the fade. Let's do it. Uh, but Nathan decides to keep it cordial. I, I like this from Nathan. I thought, okay, we have a grown-up making grown-up decisions. Yep. Um, so I was kind of disturbed by what turn this took. Uh, Mar, did you have any comments yeah. on uh, any of those moments? No, 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 no. I thought, well, I did think Condola getting out of the way. She's like, I'm good here. <laughs> She's like, yeah. cool. I'm out Um, And then, uh, yeah, Nathan being the, the grown up here. Yeah. It, you should come away from this thinking like Nathan was the better man in this situation. Mm-hmm. I think Amon says there's another point for team Nathan. It's, but, it, yeah, look, right. it's, it's, we're yeah. winning over here, baby. I just feel... <laughs> <laughs> like Arek was on some real gangster shit. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Run up the what? You all know these. Like, you can't just be running in these, these little houses. Like, what's wrong with you? You probably just wanted to see. You probably just wanted to see Molly. That's what it was. That would have been funny um, to see how. I would have loved yeah. to see that interaction. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. It's. I mean, Lawrence is out of pocket here, and Nathan can feel it. And it's like it's not. It's not cool. And so I right. like. I get it. I get it from mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yep. Molly, Molly and Torian are inside. They are um, trying to scope out the, the dessert table. They're looking everywhere, trying to look for the hors d'oeuvres. They're trying to find more mac and cheese balls, but they basically just run into the house and find a holy grail of where all the food and desserts are. And I can honestly say I have been this person and I have been this person recently. They mashed on all the food. I'm talking about oh my God. just demolished it. That high was whooping their ass and you had to feed it sometimes. Okay. From what I, from what I've heard. Um, <laughs> and so it's the cheese macaroni ball shaped combo. that really sets it off for them. And <laughs> they end up hiding in the pantry, a very big pantry. Uh, Tiffany's parents have, um, 
because they see somebody coming who is going to catch them demolishing all of this food. Um, the two are in there laughing, kind of joking about the fact that they are so high and so hungry. And Molly finally reveals that she is worried about this whole Torian thing because he might get tired of her. She says when people get close, she messes things up and she doesn't want Torian to feel a type of way about her. Like she doesn't, she kind of likes him a lot and she doesn't mm-hmm. want this to end poorly. Um, and he, responds that he hated her at first but now he's really <laughs> starting to like her so there's really no way there's nowhere to go but up honestly for torian and next thing you know they're getting busy in the pantry if don't nobody like to have sex in public molly definitely gonna have sex in a public setting that has no business uh having the sex in and so uh what did y'all think about this scene aman did you have any takeaway from the molly torian malorian relationship <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this is her you know airing out exactly what <coughs> her issues are like she's like i tend to self-sabotage people tend to to run from me or i mess it up so that they can't run from me or so that i could say that i knew it all along like she is airing out her demon she knows what the issue is and i think torian you know yeah he was like well with i understand that but with me it's the opposite because i already knew who, we've known each other for quite some time and i didn't really like you at first so <laughs> i've already got i've already done that part of that so maybe yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fine now. Which maybe looking back now that I say that out loud, maybe that's not the best argument to present. It's like, oh well, I already hated you once, so well, we should we should be together now. But um, <laughs> I think it's you know I think they're both uh, yeah. Well, at least I won't say Torian because we don't really know much about Torian's dating history. But like I feel like Molly is really getting to the point where she is able to understand her mistakes and and grow from them and then have sex in the closet. there you go uh mari what about you it's just very refreshing it's like finally molly you know puts it all out there um she she reveals her fears you know and as of right now torian is reciprocating he's he seems like of all the men she's dated he seems the one who can who can deal with it like i it, like i know we hate that he's he's feeling like a mr prince charming he's so perfect and he's riding in but technically he is like i think one of the reasons why we've loved molly over the years but also we're like girl what is you doing is she's always made those really bad mistakes when it comes to dating and dro was there to remind us of the very dumb mistakes that she used to make and she finally found a guy who um, just is not the mistakes that the other dudes were. You know what I'm saying? It it really made me, this really made me want to go back to the Andrew relationship. It made me want to rewatch season four and really pay attention to the Andrew relationship again. Cause I kind of remember coming away from that relationship. Like I think it was supposed to be like, she pushed him away uh, type of feel, but I also feel like there was, um, he just was not, I don't know what the the right word is, but he could not handle her. Like she needs somebody who could handle her and be on her level and be secure enough um, to, to be there for her and be the person that she needs. And she had never dated a guy like that up until Torian. And I think that's, I think that's the key here. She's finally found a person who is on her level, who can be supportive, who can understand her, who can even take maybe some of her crazy and be okay. You know, be like, okay, girls sit down, you know, and work through it. So yeah, this Mm -hmm. was great. 
Yeah, and I don't know if it says that much about Torian specifically, or if it's so much more of a like a mixed bag between Molly not being the same person she was in season one, season right. two, season three, and Torian being the person that she needs right now. Because I, right. I, I'm with you. I can't really think of a way that Andrew, and I'm sure Andrew wasn't perfect, but I can't think of a way that Andrew was really sabotaging that relationship. But I know that Molly was at the time, and I know mm-hmm. that there have other been other relationships where the guy was just the problem, right? Like it was mm-hmm. like, what if you you get Getting in this relationship with this guy is that not a good idea. I mean, look no further than Dro. Um, so I feel like there's a <sighs> mixed bag between there were times where the relationship itself was a problem or Molly was a problem, but the yeah. stars have aligned and now she seems to have the perfect guy for the perfect moment that she's in right now. And it's working out. So let them get busy in the pantry. It, it seems like it's <laughs> happening for them. Um, <laughs> I outside, think Jared was the ultimate yeah. self-sabotage. Which yeah, one was Jared again? Jared was the uh, the man who had had the um, the uh, bisexual encounter, and mm-hmm. she could never let it go. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She was so then, hung up on that. Yeah, <laughs> and then on top of that, he was like, he didn't go to college and all of that either. So mm-hmm. yeah, she was half ashamed of him because he worked for like um, Carmex or uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, Alamo. <laughs> or yeah, rent a car service or something. Yeah. I don't know. She was just not. She wasn't feeling it. Um, but yeah, we've seen Molly in a lot of situations that were not she wasn't going to do well in them anyway and then mm-hmm. there have been situations where like you know she could have done well and just you know sabotage herself so mm-hmm. hopefully this works out but we only have one more episode y'all like we keep saying to explore that and we mm-hmm. shall see what happens um outside Issa is looking for La Basuda and uh, <laughs> while she's looking for the trash I hate to say it but she found my guy Lawrence who his actions Kind of no, Lawrence found her. <laughs> yeah, the Lawrence found her. And the trash found her. I'm, I am a card-carrying member of the Hive, the Lawrence Hive. I am a day one stand, and I we took a hit here, okay? Lawrence is, <laughs> I mean, all the progress we made, our stock is just plummeting. Lawrence, what are you doing? But, baby, what did we rehearse? Why do we rehearse? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Lawrence asked her, like, why she called him the other day and she says that was a mistake and he's like oh was the call a mistake or was you know like what what's happening here and um he finally just had the conversation that he probably should have had when Issa broke off the relationship in the first place right he says mm-hmm. i had a baby on the way things were up in the air but i want to make sure i didn't give up without a fight and at this point in Issa's life she doesn't have any room for this fight she doesn't want to re- discuss this in the middle of the party but you mm-hmm. can tell lawrence is teed up he's been hyping himself up for this conversation and you know mm-hmm. he's like hitting her with the like are you happy yes or no like you want to be with this dude or not like what what's going on I'm like whoa lawrence you doing the most you're doing the most yeah um, Aman, we see Lawrence being very, very ratchet. What was your reaction to all of this? I, I it was so aggressive, and this is the way that you would mm-hmm. like to start off the relationship. Should she say yes? Like, and the question about whether or not she's happy, it's like, who are you to say that she can't be happy without you? Like, just because now, now granted, I understand that she did call him. And mm-hmm. from and then he finds out that she meant to do it, but it was just a mistake. So I, I understand like him being like, OK, well, that must mean that you have feelings for me. But that doesn't mean that like people have moments of weakness, you know, that it, mm-hmm. it, it, it happens. It doesn't mean that you need to come in and just be this like aggressive force right now. Like that's not that's not 
that's not it's just not cool and like you're doing it in front of nathan you know you're doing it in front of nathan because nathan ain't going anywhere he's right there like right it's just like why start it this way you know because then i he just did the most he did so much mm-hmm. yeah very good more, though I, it's a mess. stay being messy at <laughs> tiffany and derek's parties like what is <laughs> up he waits to get in front of the uh, bougie folk and start acting a fool. Um, yeah, the moment after that, when he hits her with the, are you happy, yes or no, he tells her, I realize I'm not happy when I'm not with you because I love you. And he says this right in front of Nathan. Uh, I, my mouth was <laughs> wide open. Mari, what do you think about all of this? Yeah, this was rough. It was it was too much. And it, it, you, it just came too late. Like, this is what I mean, this is what I'm pretty sure like all of us uh, uh, team Issa Lawrence, Lisa, whatever uh, (laughs) wanted. We wanted a profession of love. We want this is like notebook style in the rain, like leave your rich husband for me style uh, profession of love. But it's just not the right time or the place. Um, Mm. But it's just really hard because, again, this would this would feel like the door feel closed, it feel one sided if we did not know that Issa was also having some sort of feelings. You know what I'm saying? So it it was really hard for me to be like, oh, uh, Lawrence, get this mess out of here because I'm like, well, she wants this. I think this is something she also wants to hear. You know, you know, she didn't give an answer when he asked if she was happy. Um, but I think again, she realized it was not the right time or place. But it also just makes me think what happened, what would have happened if Molly didn't make her hang up that phone? Mm. You know what I'm saying? What would have happened if when she called him and he picked up that night, what would have happened? As opposed to Molly tells her to put up the phone, maybe call him tomorrow. She wakes up the next morning and Nathan puts in that phone call before Lawrence does. Like, and when you have something that close and that what iffy, it's just like, you know, it it it's it is one of those things where it makes you want to be like, girl, well, you need to really cope with something. You need to cope mm-hmm. or come to terms with one of these feelings and you need to confront it and then you need to decide, like we we've been saying. Like she she can't sweep under the rug that she doesn't also have feelings for Lawrence because if she didn't, she would not have been thinking about him the moment her and Nathan were going through troubles or the moment her and Nathan were back good again. And she's having those daydreams about him. So something has to give, she has to confront something when it comes to these feelings, either that she has them and they're valid and she wants to explore them or she has them. It's because of what could have been, but she wants to move on. Hmm. Amon, do you feel like we should be holding Issa accountable for her drunk and high moment that she had when she made that call? Because I remember Molly telling her, like, why don't you sober up and then try to decide if you really want to talk to Lawrence? Should we be looking into that? Was it just a high moment or is this something that we should really be exploring? I think, I mean, to me, I'm trying to be unbiased here. To me, it's just like, like I said, we all have moments of weakness. And I feel like, I mean, mm. Nathan is, or Lawrence is the person that she's been in a relationship with the longest. Um, And I feel like there's always going to be like that bit of curiosity to know, like, 
Am I really happy? Because you, you, everyone compares every relationship that they've had with, with the first one. It's just you cannot help it. It's just it's just just how we work as human beings. And so I feel like a lot of what we've been seeing with her over the past couple of episodes is her comparing everything that Nathan does to how she felt with Lawrence. So I don't necessarily know if that means that going back is the correct answer, but it's okay to have the thoughts. And I, I, and I agree mm. with Mari that it's okay to eventually have the conversation if you feel compelled to. I just don't know if that means just because you're thinking about him doesn't mean that you need to be with him. Like it just no, I, yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. I'm just saying she needs to confront those feelings and, and really like, sit with them and try and figure out what's going on because it's not working it's not working pretending that you don't feel anything because and you can tell she's trying to repress those feelings you can tell like even when he popped up in that dream and she was like screaming like ah like get away from me but he's there girl like he he's there you brought him there you know (laughs) she really screamed out loud when he popped up (laughs) yes and then even and then again at the end of that episode when it was just her and Nathan and he was around the corner and she thought she imagined Lawrence's voice again like she there are feelings there 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 are something there and she needs to really figure those out and she's not she's not doing it and I'm not saying that again like she needs to be with them but they do need to figure something out and confront those feelings and talk about those feelings because clearly pretending they're not there isn't helping Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Clearly. No. Agreed. Yeah. It, it's going to keep popping up. You know, it reminded me of that scene in a different world. I'm going to show my age. But you know, the mm-hmm. scene where uh, Whitley is getting married um, and Dwayne Wayne <laughs> yeah. shows up and he's like, would you, what, put, baby, please? Like, he like interrupts mm-hmm. the wedding. Like, I want to answer right now in front of all these people. And so, I, I don't know. His, the groomsmen should have beat his ass, <laughs> but they let him get away with this relation of love in this very public setting. And I think that's what. Lawrence was trying to do like you need to tell me right now because I'm tired of playing mm-hmm. games like I want you exclusive as day 26 would say um, oh no so, yeah so for our next podcast me and Mario are delving into <laughs> so making the band, uh, Make band. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding um but yeah so there was it was a so, messy moment Nathan well I don't know we're kidding <laughs> well, yeah. uh, Nathan is right there and he's just like what's going on Nathan and uh, Lawrence go back and forth I was just taking out the trash no we were having a conversation no we weren't calm down bro and then boom I'm like Lawrence about to get beat up like Lawrence yeah. about to get stomped um, but they separate the two uh, Lawrence gets dragged in one direction Nathan goes off in the other direction he needs to catch his breath the two separate the whole party is staring at this ghetto ass exchange staring <laughs> definitely at Issa and Molly's episode was saying girl are you okay and that's it that's mm-hmm. all we get that's 30 minutes that's the penultimate episode we have one episode uh, left. she's so trash for that it's so bad. Like, why would you do us like this? Um, Aman, what did you think about the ending of this episode? And for all intents and purposes, the beginning of the end. Yeah, I, I, I hated I hated to watch this fight happen, but like Lawrence was testing him like you were testing the waters. Like you don't just walk up on somebody's girl in the middle of a party and tell them that you I'm love them. I don't you. care if it's your ex. Nope. You, like you can, so you can have the conversation. It doesn't, but you don't do it there, and do not do it in front. Like you, you asked for it. Um, I hate that Nathan got. I understand why he got upset, but I hate that Issa had to see him that way again. Because then, mm-hmm. then those thoughts of like, oh my god, is this person stable? Which you know is problematic within itself. Like that, just because mm-hmm. someone is bipolar, it doesn't mean that they are inclined to violence. It just means that they have 
it means the right pole. That's it. So right. it, just, it sucks that he had to be seen as like an unstable person. And it looked like when she told him to calm down, that really triggered him. Like, don't tell me to yes. calm. Like, I am calm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm calm. Like, don't yeah. do that. So, and why would he be calm in this moment, right? Like, why would you be calm? This man just tried you and in front of everybody. Like, honestly, don't tell yeah. him to calm down. Tell and Lawrence like, to go to like hell. They did, they, they, did, they did so much work together, like mending the relationship and like being like being able to say I love you and everything. And then here comes this month. Like, come on. It's like, uh-huh. I did so much work. We've come so far from having sex on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and something tells me that the way that that ended, the next episode at the at the very least is going to start right back there, um, you know, before we get the time jumps or whatnot. Um, and I could definitely see Nathan just saying "f it," like he's done at that point if if he really felt disrespected by her, um, because I th- I think Mom was right. Like I think he was more mad at her saying telling him to chill. Than really what what Nate what uh Lawrence was doing, so I think that it's definitely going to be a big old blowout at the beginning of, of the next episode, and we'll see what happens because I think we even saw some scenes with her and Nathan still, um, for the scenes for the next episode or whatnot. But I just yeah, that was so inappropriate of Lawrence. It really, really mm-hmm. was. Um, and again, this shows that Chad misses. Uh, Chad does indeed miss. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I think Lawrence missed the mark. I think Chad was right. Lawrence did not fight for the relationship. I don't think Chad meant go and start don't a physical right altercation at, the, at a fancy at party the bougie, at the bougie party. Um, yeah, like so. I, I think Lawrence might have missed. Um, but yeah, this was a moment where I think for Nathan, he expected his partner to have his back, and Issa was playing the middle. You calm down, you calm down, y'all stop it, this, that, and other. Issa and Nathan should have both been yelling at, at Lawrence to get out of here. Go to hell. Why would you come here with this? Why why would you bring that to somebody else's club? That's sad. Yeah, that's you know, sad. Like, that's sad. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people get you people think get I'm shot trying to see my ex <laughs> party. No. <laughs> <laughs> where the hell could you go you know like i just like, feel like well, damn. That, that's if i can't rely on my on my girlfriend to not talk to her ex then what the hell can i expect <laughs> right <laughs> like i just feel like that was what nathan needed in that moment and Issa did not have his back completely and she was in a tough spot but i could see why he would harbor some feelings about that right. moment um like you're telling me to calm down tell him to calm down you know like, i have every right to be mad because he is out of line um but yeah that's it that's the episode we have one whole episode left 30 whole minutes left in this mm. entire series mm. y'all it's creeping up on us the monster is here to get us um do you have any final words about this episode mari this was a rough one in a sense like so much happened so many things that maybe should have happened sooner happened um it was just it, it's just one of those positions like exactly what aman says it's like for all my wrestling fans who booked this like why are we here why am i this stressed out going into the final episode of one of my favorite shows like i truly wish we were headed into like a blissful um you know finale but it's not happening it's drama all the way to the very end i mean i what should i have expected um but 
no matter what, these characters have made me feel so many things um, across the, the years. And I'm really going to miss, I'm really going to miss actually being connected to, to characters like this, because this is one of those shows that I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the, at the time it came or just it being very relatable, but it really did touch me and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people. So I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but no matter what, there, all the seasons will be there. We can always binge watch them as a family, you know, <laughs> again. So um, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I think that, I think they res, re, uh, resolved all the other issues around there. I think we got a, we got our like Molly is in a successful relationship. Check. Kelly seems to be great. Check. We'll see where Derek and Tiffany happens. Check. I think Lawrence and Condola are in a great place. Like they've resolved all of the issues except for the love triangle. So that's where we're headed in this finale. And I'm excited. And I would love to speculate too after you guys are done with your wrap ups of this episode. Oh, yeah. I have to ask Amon as well. Amon, this is the last time our listeners will hear from you. We definitely <laughs> enjoyed having you on here, but you got to let us know. What did you think about Insecure the series before we get our last episode, before we finish this season? Um, tell me, what are your final takeaways, your hopes, your dreams, your speculations for the final episode and how this is all going to end? No, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is so great. I'm glad that I got to scoot up in here right before this whole thing gets shut down i'm just i'm just super um like i i think that insecure is great it's such a a, a cultural moment i think for mm-hmm. black television um and i'm just like also just like so proud of Issa because she just came such yes. a long way and her path to success is a little unconventional and a little I feel like it came a little later in life than most people deem like the time where you need to be successful or else it'll never happen for you. Like she kind of mm-hmm. is proof that that doesn't really just follow your, just do what you need to do, follow your dreams and you can make things happen for yourself if you work hard for it most yes. of the time. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that the, I think this, the show has been very strong for the most part and it has garnered so much attention because the characters are so relatable and because the storylines are always so nuanced and it like lends itself to for people to be able to debate. Are you team Lawrence? Are you team Nathan? Are you team Molly? Are you team Issa? Like there's so many, I feel like every season there's always like a big dispute and it has like, it divides the fan base and that just drives more conversation for the show. So it's been great. Um, As far as speculation is concerned, I think, I think, I think she's not going to be with either one of them. I think she's going to just take the time to like, figure herself out um and then we're probably gonna get some kind of time jump and then maybe someone might like i feel like it'll end on like one of the two either lawrence or nathan like appearing like on a date with her later on something like that and they'll be like oh so that's how it happened but it's after she's already like gotten her shit together and it's like at the point in her career where she wants to be something like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like the the True Blood ending, you know. Like I don't know if y'all were True Blood fans. I think Mari, you were. You were. A I vampire. were. I was. Were, yeah, Mari's a vampire uh, queen, so she gets it. But <laughs> the True Blood ending, it was always like, is it Suki? I mean, is it uh, what is it? Um, Bill. Eric or Bill, right? Is it mm-hmm. Eric or Bill? Who is Suki going to end up with? Is, is it Alcide? You know, like Suki yeah. has all these guys that you, she could be with either one of them and she ends up with a rando. Like, we never even get to see the person who's who she's at dinner with, who she's pregnant by, and the series just ends and we're like, 
congratulations, Nikki. So <laughs> I really don't want that for Issa. I would like to know the person that she ends up with. I don't care who it is. I just want to know who it is. Um, so yeah, I have some speculations as well, but I'm hoping it's not that. Um, yeah, Mari, before we end with uh, some feedback, uh, yeah, tell me, what is your speculation for the last episode? I definitely think, so we saw a lot of different um, hairstyles as black women, we love to change our hairstyles up. This is true. However, I did see like a long, a long bob moment on on Molly here. So I think we're gonna get several um, jump jump forwards. I I think maybe if they if you know they want to do it, they can jump forward to the birthdays and and keep doing something to that effect. Um, I think we saw we saw a shot of them in Denver with Tiffany and Derek, I thought, because they looked it was a shot where like Tiffany looked kind of more bohemian instead of her um <laughs> instead of her regular put together self and they were in some sort of like sh- coffee shop or restaurant or something like that. Um so I think we're gonna get a lot of time drums. I think I don't know. It also looked like we saw Issa and Nathan standing in another empty apartment or a house, so smiling. So maybe, maybe we do end up with uh, with uh, Issa and Nathan. So, um, I just, I, I, I just, I want it all. I want, I want it all resolved. I, I think my biggest thing is. I don't want to see a wedding though. Like I could see Molly and Torian marrying in, in one of these jumps, but I don't think I want to see a wedding. I feel like that would kind of be almost too cliched. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think I would rather they just be together and it'd be like, cool, we're together as opposed to like a wedding. But then we also know that is like Molly's, you know, one of her goals. She wants her parents to be around to see it style thing. So maybe. But we didn't get any indication of that. I just was throwing that out there. So I'm just excited. I'm excited and scared and and anxious and all the above. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, You know, we've seen plenty of seasons and series drop the ball at this very moment, right? They get to the finish line and they just, they choke. You know, I don't want to throw Game of Thrones on the bus, but. I feel like that's like a hallmark of a lot of TV nowadays. I don't yeah. know if there's something like with the advent of the streaming age where it just sort of, I'm not really sure what that's about, but so many shows have been flopping at ending lately. Like even how to get away with for murder real. for me was sort of like, uh, it wasn't horrible, but it was like, uh, uh, I don't Dexter, know. Just, how, how I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. uh, Game like of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. Like ooh, um, it's the, 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 what is it? The ground is littered with the bodies of all these old <laughs> uh, TV shows that don't quite know how to end yeah. it. Um, so yes, but we're they- going to keep our fingers crossed. Season five, like, but ending on a season five is normally what they say is the lifespan of what a series should be, you know, about mm-hmm. five seasons and then you wrap it up in your own terms. So it, it seems mm-hmm. like they are wrapping it up in their own terms. I, I don't even know what they would have to do in order for me to get the How I Met Your Mother. I will never rewatch any of these episodes again because that <laughs> ending made everything hot garbage. Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't think. Let me knock on wood. I don't think that any ending like that could be possible. I think it, Insecure is definitely one of those um, shows that I will continue to watch. I guess the only thing they could do is just randomly kill off a character. Ooh, that would be yeah. bad. Ooh, yeah, that'd be really that, bad. I don't know why you said that because that one. I'm sorry. Me, I'm like, just yeah. putting it in there. 
<laughs> and we're like, start the next episode at Lawrence's funeral. I'm done. I'm just on the ground. <laughs> like, y'all gotta have to check on your boy. Like, the hive is hurting. <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah, so, and, and it's uh, Nathan's the one that killed him. Uh, oh, okay. No. All right. And and with that, let's. Uh, we're gonna belay our music corner every week. Come on, we talk. We like to highlight the music on the episode, but because the turnaround time on this one is very quick, and the music was not necessarily outlined on the episode, I ain't had time to do it. So I do want to focus on some feedback that we got this week because last week we got such good feedback from the listeners. It was amazing, and it really validated a lot of the work that we do here on the only podcast completely of of color on post show recaps about a show of, like by people of color, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep the feedback coming because we only got more one more week for it. I mean, I guess you can continue to listen to the podcast after the show is <laughs> over and tell your friends about it. But yeah, great feedback is what we're here for. And we got some. It says the absolute best five stars. Three of my favorite RHAP PSR podcasts together about my favorite show. What's not to like? Looking forward to hopefully hearing your <laughs> Atlanta coverage and more. <laughs> um, so the post show recaps audience is clamoring for more content from people of color about people of color. And so hopefully, fingers crossed, we're able to give that to them in the future. Um, yeah. Send yes, us your and- suggestions. Yes, complete, continue to write in. I'm Ari. What is our email address? Uh, insecure at postshowrecaps.com. <laughs> I throw it at you just I'm like, I know Mari going to slip up and mess it up because um, I definitely would have. Um, Aman, before we go, could you please, well, thank you first and foremost for joining us. We loved yes. having you, but could you please tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can get more of your content and where they can follow you on social media? Uh yes, thank you guys for having me. You can follow me Adam on Admin on Twitter and Instagram. Um I of course have been I have been recording so many podcasts with Matt Lagore about Glee that it's <laughs> insane. We've got like over 200 of them like so wow. you know, head on over to the choir room if you want to check that out. Um I'm also a Twitch streaming. I do Harry Potter recitations. Um, over on Twitch, and of course, join uh, Puya and Mari and Chappelle mm-hmm. for the Goose Goose Duck games. And I think, mm-hmm. that, oh yeah, and I am uh, Drag Race starting back up. So make sure yes. that you subscribe to the RHP Rehab Ups. We're going to be covering Drag Race again, um, and I'm also going to be teaming up with Grace to do um, a coverage for season two of Euphoria. So, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Yes. Lots, of, first. lots of stuff coming, coming, coming soon. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's awesome. amazing. I was wondering who was going to tackle the Euphoria coverage, and I'm so happy that it's going to be you and Grace. Y'all are amazing. Um, yes, if you were listening to this, please check out the choir room. I've been there a couple times, and it, mm-hmm. it's a great time. You know, it's mm-hmm. a good Glee podcast, and so check that out. Um, check out Puya's Twitch stream and all that good stuff, and follow Amon on Twitter at Amon Adwin. Is that correct? Amon Adwin. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Mari, what do you have going on? Could you let the listeners know where they can find you and all that good stuff? I'm just here. You can find me on Insecure. Uh, one more time next week. Uh, like I said today, I tweeted out I miss podcasting with uh, Matt Scott. Me and Matt normally do the wrestling wrap up on RHAP. We have been on a very long hiatus because we need it. <laughs> um, and it's the holidays, but we'll be back to give you all that wrestling coverage that you guys been clamoring for. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two, um, where I, I talk about stuff I'm watching, you know. 
um, and hit me up there to tell me what you think we should talk about here on Post Show Recaps next so we can start pitching to Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in case y'all notice, we about to be unemployed, baby. This is our last one. <laughs> um, but yes, Mari, thank you so much for that. Um, and yes, of course, if you're looking for more Chappelle content, uh, Sasha Joseph and I are still covering Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast. That's at Silent Podcast on you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. If you if you like Never Have I Ever on Netflix, check us out over there because it's a good time and we're wrapping up season two. Uh, also, speaking of Netflix, Rob Sisternino on the Rob Has a Podcast Network and myself are still covering Netflix shows every week. We're doing nothing but Netflix. Um, subscribe to the Nothing But Netflix feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your, uh, your podcasts um, to check out that coverage. This week, we talked about our holiday special, uh, The Princess Switch 3, with our guest, Kirsten McKinnis, and that was such a good time. So that podcast will drop very soon um, after this episode, I think. So you'll hear this and you'll hear that uh, in, the, in the feed very quickly. Uh, and then, uh, oh, and I was on the Survivor RHAP B&B with Mike Bloom and Liana Boris to talk about the finale of Survivor 41. Uh, and it was, so it was a lot of shenanigans, a lot of fun, a lot of games with Mike and Liana. And so check that out if you like Survivor. Uh, but I think that's it for me as well. I think we've covered everything. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Um, and where I will be waiting on y'all to request other stuff for me and Marty to talk about because uh, we got one more week and then we are off the payroll. So, uh, so yeah, but we love to hear from y'all. We love to hear suggestions and we'd love to hear what y'all think about this episode. Also, be sure to check it. Uh, well, to tune in for the last episode of Insecure. The finale is up- upon us, and we will be talking about it it's this time Christmas. next week. Kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the finale is the day after Christmas, and so we will be talking to y'all about that um, in just a week. So let us know if there's anything you want us to cover, anything you want us to talk about to wrap it up, because this is the end of the road. So for Mari and Amon, we have to say goodbye, peace out, and see you later. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.